Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. If you don't know Evan Carmichael, you should. Evan believes in entrepreneurs and he believes in you. At 19, Evan built and sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist raising anywhere from a half a million to $15 million. He now runs the largest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with more than 2 million subscribers. He's written four books and speaks around the globe. He set two world records. He uses a trampoline and a stand-up desk in his office. He owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio, and he has a bag of Doritos in front of him at all times to remind him that he's stronger than a bag of Doritos. He's a husband, he's a father, and Toronto is his home. So I asked Evan in this episode, how do you get past fear and the fear of becoming a business owner? What do you suggest to people to get past that fear, to take that leap? I try to live my life with as few regrets as possible. So what I would do is, you know, say you're 45 years old, you're on the verge of signing that deal and you have cold feet. So you're 45 now. Great. Fast forward to 95. You're 95 years old. You know, you're sitting in an old age home. You're in your rocking chair. You, you physically can't anymore. You know, your body's falling apart. Your mind's starting to go like you're at the end. I try to say the past 40 years, what am I going to regret more? Am I going to regret not signing this deal? And I, I play that up in my head that this is going to be the biggest mistake of all time if I don't do it. And so then that gives me more future pain that then I have to do it. So instead of saying, be fearless, it's feel the fear and do it anyway. So would you like to feel the fear and do it anyway? Take control of your own destiny? Well, listen to this episode and find out how you can do it. All the little nuggets, all the little hacks, they're all here for you. Stay tuned. It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. This is so great. And I really appreciate it, Evan. Thanks for, uh, you know, being on here. So, you know, started reading the book, Your One Word. So what do you mean by your one word? What, is, what does that mean? So I think everybody has a single, well, first off, thanks for having me, Tom. This is great. I love you got the airplane behind you in the background. My, my logo is an airplane here too. So this is great. I think everybody has a single most important core value. And when you figure out what that is, what your one word is, it allows you to build a business and live a life with a lot more intention and purpose than otherwise. So did you figure out what yours, your one word was, Tom? My one word is hope. Hope. Awesome. So, I mean, it's great. And listen, it's always something positive. I've never seen somebody's one word be hate or, <laughs> or death or something, right? It's like, it's always, we're good. People are good. We are good. And so if your one word is hope, then that gives you a lot of insight into yourself and your past decisions, but helps pave a way forward. So for example, you know, as you grow your, your YouTube channel and your audience, maybe the next hire is an editor for you. You want an editor who loves hope. You want an editor who wants to spread hope. So you want an editor who not just has the technical skills that you need of doing all the editing, but who has the same core value as you, or at least something close to it. And if you're around people and bringing people who 
believe the same thing you believe just allows you to go a lot further. Love it. Absolutely. And it's, I always tell people an offshoot of that, Evan, is do not smoke hopium. If you get addicted to hopium and hoping that your business is going to the next level, you're in a lot of trouble. So here's the thing, like as you break down what hope means to you, there's probably some elements that, that people may not immediately think of. So in the book, I don't know if you got to it yet, but I have a, an exercise called the credo, which are what are the three things that, that make up your one word? So if, if you picked hope, most people would think hope of imagine it happening, think of a brighter future, the world can be a better place, awesome. But probably part of hope for you is also you got to work. You got to get the job done. You got to show up and not just daydream away, right? And so defining what your one word means through the credo, which is the three pieces, helps not just spread the message for other people, but also helps you align a business around that core value even more. I love it. And the, the book is so good. And I turned a few friends onto it and they're shouting it out right now this, this week since I've been telling everybody that uh, we were going to be talking. So just cool. such a good book. I highly recommend it to folks. Thank you. Uh, and, and you got a bunch of other things too, and your YouTube channel and, and all your videos. It's just, I found you years ago. And, and how, how long have you been on this path with the, with the videos? So I opened my channel in April, 2009. So just over 10 years ago, I didn't take it seriously for the first five years. It was just every now and then I'd upload a video, you know, it's just, I did it and I stopped and I did it and I stopped. It was just a playground more than anything else. And also YouTube 10 years ago is different than it is now. A video like this, you wouldn't see. There were no live thought leader educational interviews. It was, you know, old man falls down stairs and a cat coughing up a hairball. And that was YouTube 10 years ago. So it took me five years to get the 7,000 subscribers, the first 7,000 subscribers, and then another five years to get the 2 million subscribers. Two million is not too shabby, I would say. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. I want to get to 10. I want to get to 10. That's the next, yeah. nobody's done it. And I want to be the first. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I want to help you get there. And you know, all the people that I put into business in the franchise world, I tell them to subscribe to your channel and just get that thing going. You've done actually some franchise videos and, and we communicated about that years ago. You probably don't remember. Yeah. Um, we've, we've done a bunch of people in the franchise industry. I mean, it's not the core focus of what I do, even though a lot of the lessons are applicable because working hard, and leadership and growth, all of that helps and is valuable, whether you're an entrepreneur starting it up for yourself or you're still an entrepreneur. If you're a franchisee, you still have to, it's your business. Like the people who win at franchising are the ones who treat it like their own business. If you expect the franchise to do everything for you, you're, you're going to lose, right? I mean, they give you a recipe, but you still have to follow that recipe and work it every day. No question about it. You are spot on. So if someone is listening now and they're thinking about you know, buying a franchise or getting into their own, you know, starting their own business. Yeah. What would you recommend? What, what is your gut reaction to that question? I think everybody should actually try being an entrepreneur. I think you should try starting a YouTube channel. I think you should try it. You should taste it. You should see it, but do it on a small scale before going big. If you're going to do a franchise and I would say, make sure you actually use that franchise. Like you, you're proud of the product. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to go to a, you know, pizza franchise, make sure you like pizza. You know, you're going to be around it every day. Make sure you actually like pizza. And it's a product that you use yourself or service that you use yourself or one that you would recommend to your mom. Yeah. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you're taking on a cleaning service franchise, you know, would you feel comfortable sending that cleaning service into your mom's home to clean up? 
and I'm say yes, then, then you're in the right business. If it's a, uh, I don't know, you're not going to have the energy or the commitment to keep it on because that's what you're going to now be doing every single day of your life, right? It's not, I think some people when I get into a franchise, I think it's just everything's going to be taken care of for them. And, and hopefully the franchise gives you some support and some ideas of where to open up and what territory and training and all that. And, and some are better than others. And, and I mean, Tom's the expert and can guide you through that process. But uh, making sure that you actually love the product or service, would use it yourself and recommend it to your mom, I think is really important. That's really great. But on, you know, on the flip side, I would say that if you absolutely love pizza, that's not a reason to buy a pizza franchise. You still have to like the day in life, right? Exactly what you're saying. However, if you are a vegetarian, you probably shouldn't open up a McDonald's. Right, right. <laughs> even though you can. But why do that? There's so many other things you could do. Yeah, I think, I think if you're doing something that's against your ethics just to make money, you're going to lose. Big time. Absolutely. So I wanted to pose a, a different question, uh, right, you know, right from your book. In America, I feel like we're all fat kids, if you remember this from your book, but we're not all running. What, and so what you meant by that is he, there was a great video Nike did, and it's about a fat kid running, and you said it was great because at least he took a step. What's the first step somebody should take if they are thinking about controlling their own destiny through business? Yeah, so that's one of my favorite Nike ads of all time because Nike you usually associate with LeBron James and Michael Jordan and, and these athletes that are, you know, at their peak, you know, they're specimens. And then they made this one video of this kid, overweight kid who's running down the street and it says, I think it says, find your greatness or something like that on, on the ad. And most people looking at it says, how is this kid great? Like he's overweight. He's, you know, you wouldn't associate, you wouldn't see this kid and think this guy's great, but he's on the path to greatness because he's getting up and he's doing it. He's running it. Even if you run just around the block and you're, you're, you're dead tired at the end of it. Great. Like you started your journey where if he said, Hey, I'm going to be an Olympic runner. Everybody would laugh at him and he can't even get around the block. But if he woke up every day and kept doing it, you'll make better progress. So I think the first step is just doing something. I think people put way too much thought into the first step and then they don't do anything. The first step, as people start, maybe somebody's listening to this show and they, they think, man, I wanna start a franchise or I wanna be an entrepreneur. I wanna take a chance on myself. When you have bold ideas like that, the first thing that most people do is they put it into planning. They put it into research. I think it's actually the wrong move. I think the first step is actually action. I call it the 2% difference. Do something. Like the first thing you should do is message Tom and say, hey, Tom, I'm thinking about getting into a franchise. What should I do? Like commit to somebody else. Because if you commit to somebody else, you're way more likely to follow through. What ends up happening is you feel bold, motivated, confident. I'm going to start my own franchise. Amazing. You start researching everything. And then you wake up tomorrow back to who you used to be. That energy is gone. That momentum is gone. You're thinking, who, I can't do that. Who? That was crazy yesterday. That's not, I can't go and do that. And because you haven't made a commitment to anybody else, you're, you're way less likely to follow through. The thing that's missing for most people is just momentum. You got to do something. So we waste our most energetic, bold, confident time on planning instead of doing. Planning is really important. Don't just buy a franchise today, right? I mean, <laughs> it's an expensive thing. You got you to make sure you're doing your planning properly. It's just not the first step. The first step is to do it. The first step is to buy a ticket to a franchise show. The first step is to call Tom. The first step is to actually start doing something. Go interview, go to different franchises and ask them about their experience. Like the first step is action. 
and then you get into planning. Dude, there's not a better way I could have said it. That is spot on. That is spot on. So fast forward, somebody does all the research. They found the perfect franchise for them. It is awesome. I mean, even their spouse is into it and they just get cold feet. It's in the last minute. It's, it's you know, like going up on the plane to go skydiving. And it's all fun and games until that door opens up on the plane, right? What do you suggest to people to get past that fear, to take that leap? I try to live my life with as few regrets as possible. So what I would do is, you know, say you're 45 years old, you're on the verge of signing that deal and, and you have cold feet. So you're 45 now. Great. Fast forward to 95. You're 95 years old. You know, you're sitting in an old age home. You're in your rocking chair. You, you physically can't anymore. You know, your body's falling apart. Your mind's starting to go like you're at the end. I try to say the past 40 years, what am I going to regret more? Am I going to regret not signing this deal? And I, I play that up in my head that this is going to be the biggest mistake of all time if I don't do it. And so then that gives me more future pain that then I have to do it. So instead of saying, be fearless, it's feel the fear and do it anyway. You feel the pain, but just inflict a greater pain. So it's like, if you have a, if you have a hangnail, it hurts. But then if somebody punches you in the arm, you don't feel the hangnail anymore because all you feel is the punch in the arm. I want to punch myself in the arm. I want to say that if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it my whole life. I hate it and look back and say I had potential. I could have done something great and I didn't because I was afraid. Yeah. So what will you regret? Fast forward to 95. Will you regret not doing this? It's rarely the things that you do that you regret. It's the things that you did not do because you were afraid. Yeah. Amen to that for sure. I love that. And the, the whole analogy, and you mentioned feel the fear and do it anyway. Dr. Susan Jeffers, uh, who passed away 10, 15 years ago, great book by that title. If you are stuck in fear, that is the kind of thing to read in the moment. It will help you. It helped me. Yeah. I think, I think if you're, if you're afraid, that means you're on the right path. If you're never afraid, that means you're just doing everything inside your comfort zone. That means you're just, you're photocopying your life over and over and over again. Like you hate your life. If there's nothing in your calendar that makes you afraid, I think you hate your life. <laughs> Absolutely. That is so interesting. But, you know, living on the edge of your comfort zone is where it all happens. Yeah. But right. it's, easy, it's easy to say that. Now, how do you do it? Well, I have, a, I have the boom, boom test, which is when my heart's going like this, boom, 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 boom. It's go time. Yeah. That means you do it. And, and if you want to do it. I mean, there's a lot of people who are just... There's a lot of talk and no, no action. I always say that, you know, I, when I'm working with somebody, you know, your, your actions are so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. So back to your point, just take a step, do something. Yeah. And that's when things start to gel, you gain momentum. And before you know it, you got a franchise, you're building an empire, you have freedom. So many people that buy a franchise through me, call me, you know, you, I mean, we talk regularly anyway, but two years, five years down the road, they're like, oh my God, I should have done this 20 years ago. You said the magic word, momentum. Yeah. The thing that's missing for so many people is just momentum. You're a genius. You've got great ideas. You've got great capabilities. The people who are coming and working with you, they know that they're capable of more. That's why they're coming to you because they don't want to keep doing the same thing they're doing. They know they have something greater inside them and this is a potential path for them. The only thing they're missing is momentum. Yeah. And the shorter you can make that gap from when you have an idea to action for some people, 
they make it decision the next week or the day of, for some people it's five years. And it's like, you just wasted five years. Just go, just try it. Say yes. I mean, I would rather know and fail than not know because five years of regret is, is devastating. And the benefit of working with someone, the benefit of calling a guy like Tom is to say, Hey, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to ask you the right questions to put you in the right position so that you can succeed. Yeah. You know, I tell 40% of the people who call me to not buy a franchise. It's not for everybody. So you gotta, you gotta really know what you're getting into. So I'm a big proponent of exactly what you're saying, but start with action. What is a book someone should read right now? If they're a business owner, you know, something that you've read, what would you recommend? Besides my own, your own word's a great one. <laughs> uh, it's like, what video should somebody watch on my channel? I don't know, there's, there's 6,000 videos. It really depends on what they're struggling with. What's the biggest problem that you're facing right now? If it's fear, then check out the book Tom recommended about feel the fear and do it anyway. If it's- uh, Feel the fear. It's, I can give a generic answer. It's like, okay, like I really loved the four hour work week. It was a great book for me when I was first starting on my career. Not in terms of working four hours a week because Tim Ferriss doesn't work four hours a week, but it was more around delegation and automation that really gave me some systems to put into my business. So that may be the answer for some people, but typically I would just go to Amazon and, and type in like, what are you struggling with? And then there's usually a book for that, or there's a video for that, or there's a podcast for that. It's just taking the first step, yeah. right? Like just whatever you're trying to solve, there's answers. And there's never been, even getting access to a guy like Tom, it's never been easier. Yeah. It's never been easier to get access to the people who you need to talk to. It's just about taking that first step and reaching out. It's the best time ever to be in business, in my opinion. I mean, business is not easy, but there's never been an easier time to be in business. And, and you know, what a franchise brings to the table is, is all this data that is really way expensive to buy if you're your own guy starting your local pizzeria. But if you bought into a franchise, they can tell you exactly what street corner you should be on in your town. You know what I mean? They have the data. Yeah, the good ones do. And, that, and I mean, that's what Tom's here to help you with. There's, there's a lot of companies that try to franchise and they haven't even figured out how to make the concept work themselves. And they're already out trying to sell a franchise, right? Like, don't that's do that. You might say, oh, but that franchise only costs 5,000 versus 25,000 for this other one. Yeah, but the one that's 5,000 probably hasn't done their homework don't even have a successful location that's profitable yet. And they're already selling franchises, right? That's the problem. Like spend the 25 K and get the right recipe. Uh, you are, uh, yeah, you, you could do my job. Yeah, exactly. Right. And there's a well, lot to say about I mean, that. That's just the theory, but, but you're the guy who actually has the knowledge, right? Like you're the guy who says, Hey, if you want to get into the cleaning business, these three, they suck, but these three, they really take care. They really know what they're doing. It's a little pricier, but you're, it's an investment and you're going to make, 10 times more with these guys and probably go out of business with those guys. Well, a lot of times it is kind of, you get what you pay for in, in a lot of instances, but a lot of times it's just the way the franchise agreement is arranged. You're paying less fees. So you keep more at the end of the day. So you're more successful, more happy, but you wouldn't know that if you're not in the franchise world. So we kind of bring you quickly to the right ones. Being able to use experts just shortcuts the path. I mean, when I sold your one word, if I had tried, so I used a literary agent, kind of what you do, but just to sell books. And so I spoke with her and she helped me fix my, my book. And then when she went out and pitched them to different, different publishers and the first deal that we got 
was was pretty good. I would I would have been happy with it. But she played one against the other against the other, ended up doubling the fee. Like I got paid oh. twice as much as I would have after the first deal, basically because of her and she had all the connections. So, you know, working with a guy like Tom, he knows the ins and outs. He's been in the industry. He knows which franchisees have a good reputation or not, and which ones are worth it or not, which ones invest in training and don't. And that can really shortcut your path. I mean, that's, that's why, that's what a good, uh, I don't know if you call yourself a broker, but that's what a good intermediary, good guide does for you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Evan. I mean, I, I'm a coach and advisor, you know, but the thing is that I'm also certified uh, in franchise world. Uh, it's a CFE, certified franchise executive, you know, a rigorous training, blah, blah, blah. But more than that, I've owned franchises. I've had great success. And then I had one that failed and I lost almost my whole life savings. That's what made me a franchise expert. <laughs> and yeah. And so, and, and doing your work, right. I mean, doing the homework for anybody who's thinking about buying a franchise and working with a franchise coach, get on a call and talk to them and see, right. right? Like get on, I'm sure Tom would talk to you and say, Hey, here's my experience. And maybe you love it. And then you go with Tom. Maybe you hate Tom and never use him again. Awesome. But like you go through the process you see how well do I jive with this person? This, is this person the right for me? And then they can help do the work of bringing in the right deal for you. Yep. No question about it. And again, I appreciate you for saying that. It, you know, I, I work with people all around the country, including, you know, Hawaii and Alaska uh, even Canada. And, you know, if you don't like me, cause you know, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Tom from Brooklyn, as you could tell, but I got friends in South Dakota that do what I do. I got friends in Toronto that do what I do. And so we can help you all around the world. It doesn't really matter, but it's, it's a free service, what we offer. And we just match people, you know, based on skills, personality, and goals. You know, I like to call it the e-harmony of business doing matching. Right. <laughs> I think people just aren't doing enough outreach, right? Like, listen, maybe you talk to Tom and say, I'll never work with a guy like Tom because I don't like people with tattoos. Okay, great. Like, <laughs> awesome. But, but like, are you doing enough outreach? Like, if you're curious about it, just call Tom and have a comment, like send them an email after this and say, Hey Tom, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And, yeah. and you have a 15 minute phone conversation and you know, he tells a lot of people not to get into it. He'll ask the right questions. He'll guide you through the process. And maybe it ends up being a yes or maybe a no. And if you're, if you're hesitant or worried, then call somebody else, get a second opinion, right? And see who you want to go with. But the thing that's missing for most people is they don't do the outreach. Right. Like they're not asking, they're not emailing you. They're not saying, hey, Tom, can I have 15 minutes? Because I'm thinking about being a franchisee. What do you think? Right? So do your research and start getting in front of people to, to figure out who's going to be your guide. So it's, it's all about the research, but it's all about following your passion. Life is way too short. Like you had said, going to 95 and, and, you know, you'll never regret being in the office. You'll, you'll never say, man, I wish I was in the office more in my lifetime. Yeah. If you could get into a business and change lives and, and do great things and move the needle a little bit, put a dent in the universe, as Steve Jobs used to say, that's kind of the place to go. Yeah. I mean, I know we're kind of running out of time, but I would say if somebody is, is calling up a, a franchise coach like Tom, they should ask you why. If somebody is saying, Hey, I want to start a pizza franchise. Tom should ask you, well, tell me why. Instead of just, yeah, I got five for you right here. You want to buy today? Right? Cause maybe pizza franchise is not the thing you should actually be in. 
But any good coach, advisor, service provider will always try to get to the core to understand why you want to do what you're doing and then guide you along the right path. And so when you have that connection with somebody, then that's, that's probably the best path for you to go down. Right. It's the core selling that you talk about in the book. And that's how I feel is that, uh, you know, if you want to get into a business because you love the food, that's a really big mistake, really big, because you're going to be working nights and weekends and you're going to have this rent and a landlord who's taking a piece of the action. You really want to understand fully what you're getting into before you do anything. And that's what we do. We give you a reality check. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So this is great, Evan. So what's the best website for people to check you out now? If you want the book, your one word, Amazon's the easiest spot. You can pick that up. Otherwise, evancarmack.com or whatever social media platform you're on, I'm probably there too. Yeah, absolutely. Evan is everywhere. He's an inspiration to me. I'm probably, I have to say where I am because uh, of watching Evan's videos for the past probably four years now. So uh, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for being on the show. God bless you. Thank you, man. Thank you for the love. Love you. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.